Good morning, Columbia, and welcome to Bizball on KCOU 88.1 FM radio. We're broadcasting live here from the MU Student Center, uh, and we've got another great episode of Bizball. I'm Matthew Newkirk here with Tom Jameson. Tom, good morning. Uh, good morning, Matthew. It's, uh, it's been a nice, uh, been a cold morning out here in Columbia. Not the best. Um, not even a good morning. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yep. But we're making it through the day, starting it off right with Bizball here today. Um, we got to start talking about the uh, the Super Bowl first and foremost. Um, uh, Patrick Mahomes uh, Tom Brady battle was fascinating. Yeah, it really was. It was uh, it was something that was really interesting to watch, um, and <laughs> the Chiefs got manhandled. I'll uh, I'll tell you that much. Hey, we're having a little bit of trouble hearing Tom, so we're gonna send it to a break real quick, and we'll be right back. Get that figured out. Uh, stay tuned right here for Bizball coming right back in about two minutes. Maybe I can be a better man. Maybe I can be a better man. All you gotta do is give me one more chance. Baby, I can be a better man. All you gotta do is give me one more chance. All you gotta do is give me one more chance. I've been around the world while you've been wrapped around my fingers. And even though I rarely see you, the feeling lingers. I know your reasons. I'm the pick up the hometown. Hey there, welcome back. Tom, can you hear me now? I uh, sure can, Matthew. Uh, we're looking at a an interesting morning here in Columbia. Lots of snow, uh, lots of cold weather. Um, good day to start off with uh, Bizball here on KCOU eighty eight point one FM. Uh, we got to start off with the uh, the talks about Patrick Mahomes versus Tom Brady in that Super Bowl. Yeah, I talk about players that got cold. Uh, it wasn't it wasn't really Mahomes or Brady uh, that got cold, but. I think the entire Chiefs, everyone else on the Chiefs basically just got cold and had a terrible game. I mean, I, I mean, I'll fully admit it. I'm a Chiefs fan, you know, and and this one was tough. This is a tough. This is a tough loss for the city of Kansas City. Uh, this is a tough loss for the organization that's trying to build a dynasty. Um, so I don't want to gloss over those facts to start. But what the Buccaneers were able to do, Tom Brady, the defense. Um, <laughs> what they were able to do was was absolutely amazing. I did not think this game was going to be close. I thought the Chiefs were going to have it in hand. Um, I thought they would jump out to an early lead and that um, they would just plant the Bucks so far down they wouldn't be able to come back. But their defensive game plan worked to perfection. And, yes, uh, Chiefs fans can get mad about the penalties that were called against them. Chiefs fans can get mad that, you know, we had three offensive linemen that weren't starting this game um, that, that we desperately needed um, because Patrick Mahomes was running for his life on, like, 40% of his plays or something like that, something ridiculous like that. Um, you know, you can get mad at a lot of other factors that played into this game, uh, including the Andy Reid situation, uh, and our thoughts and prayers go out to the people, um, the, the little – uh, little uh, children that were affected in that situation, just a terrible thing that happened. Um, but clearly that was a distraction for the team because a lot of them looked like they didn't want to be there. Uh, and the Buccaneers came out all cylinders firing, and ultimately this was a great team that decided not to show up for this Super Bowl. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, um, I, th- I think that 
it, it was a tough time for Kansas City. But at the end of the day, if it was the same Chiefs that uh, that beat the Bucks earlier in the season, um, this wouldn't have been a game. Uh, their offense was on all cylinders last time they played the Bucks, but uh, it just so happens that in the playoffs, the Buccaneers didn't uh, learn to have the best offense, but they learned how to have the best defense. And I've been saying this all year: defense wins championships. It's not like I made that up or anything. It's been that way for years, years and years and years. It's always been that way. Um, best defense in the playoffs tends to win championship. Last year, the best defense didn't win. Because Patrick Mahomes was on the other side. But at the end of the day, the Buccaneers' defense came alive. And of that, of course, that did not match up well. Uh, the Chiefs did not have half of their O-line. And you're going to play against the team who pretty much now has the best D-line in football. Yeah, yeah, You're going true. up against Vita Vea uh, and Damakong Su, who played like he was still 20, um, had no regard for human life, just moving past anybody in his way. Um that that entire and I know uh, Matthew, we talked about this earlier. I mean, Brady gets the um, the Super Bowl MVP, which at the end of the day, I agree with. This was Brady's team. This was Brady's Super Bowl. This yeah. wouldn't have happened without Brady. Yeah. But that 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 MVP is on the entire defense. I, I feel like I've never seen an entire defense that red hot. Um, to be able to hold the Chiefs to nine points, no touchdowns, um, it was absolutely incredible. Yeah, it, it really was. Um, but, I mean, look at it this way. The Buccaneers scored 31 points, and that's not, that's not unthinkable for a normal Chiefs team to be able to get more than 31 points. You know, like, for, for all intents and purposes, like, the Buccaneers had a good day. Tom Brady had three touchdowns, you know, 200 passing yards, something like that. But usually the Chiefs can overcome that 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 with, you know, winning like 33 to 31 or 37 to 31, something like that. Mm-hmm. It sounds like a normal Chiefs score. They just were not able to get anything going. Um, part of it was that the Buccaneers were playing two high safeties the entire game. They were forcing um, the pressure on Mahomes. They were they took a big risk in their game plan, and it paid off tremendously. It was all or nothing. But that's kind of how you have to go against the Chiefs. I mean, I know they were only three-point favorites, but it felt like the Chiefs had this one in hand before it even started, and just thing after thing after thing. I wonder, Tom, do you think that the Chiefs traveling to Tampa the day before, the day before the game, um, like it was just a regular game and not the Super Bowl, do you think that affected them versus Tampa, who was at home and was able to stay at home? Because I personally don't think that the crowd – <clears throat> the crowd had no effect. Yeah, I'm not sure that the crowd had a big effect. There were only 20,000 people there due to COVID. So I'm not sure that the crowd had, like, a huge effect on Tampa doing well. Um, and, you know, most NFL, you know, obviously Tampa's familiar with their own locker room, but most NFL stadiums are, are basically the same. So it being necessarily in Tampa, I'm not sure that helped other than the fact that the training and the preparation for the Chiefs happened here in Kansas City versus there it happened in Tampa. What do you think about that, Tom? Yeah, yeah. Um, Kansas City, not only did they fly in a day ahead, which I do think affected them, I think it was overall the fact that Kansas City did treat this like just a regular game. And then even less than that. Because the entire season, I I felt like the Chiefs um, always had some tricks up their sleeves. Um, and this was the Super Bowl. Um, obviously, Andy Reid was going through a tough time, uh, but I feel like nobody in the, the Chiefs organization really uh, and ended up putting together some some special plays. Usually, 
it, you know, it's goal lined, third down. Andy Reid just comes up with something that is insane. Yeah, you never think about it. Um, it happened the the week before against Buffalo with uh, Chad Henney. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, it's well, that was the, that was the game. Yeah. Before, yeah, yeah, the um, the Browns not game. Buffalo, Buff- yeah, Browns. Um, where they they passed on on third down, it, people just didn't expect it. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like the Chiefs didn't have any tricks up their sleeves. I feel like they came into this game once again thinking that it was a regular game. Um, they 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 were like, oh, we we beat the Bucks earlier. We're gonna beat the Bucks again. It's gonna be nothing. And um, I think all the way, even though it was a three point favorite, it was gonna be a blowout one way or another. Yeah, not Bucks blow. It was, it was either gonna be Bucks win in a blowout. Or Chiefs winning a blowout because both teams had to take risks to okay. win this game. That's a take. That's a take. Because the the like like you said the the Bucks defense that they played they absolutely switched it up. I don't think the Chiefs were expecting it, mm-hmm. um, and that could have worked to perfection as it did, or had completely blown up in their face. And had that happened, I think it would have been a Chiefs blowout. But the Chiefs didn't have anything up their sleeve to surprise the Bucks with. Yeah, they yeah it was the same Chiefs team. Well, I mean, it wasn't. It was I'm saying the Chiefs didn't try anything creative. It f- always feels like every time the Chiefs play that Andy Reid has a new playbook for every single game. Yes, I, I did not see anything new. And I think he, 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 instead of getting aggressive when they were down, he got very conservative. And, again, I have to wonder, like, that mindset, you know, like when you're not in that right mood, when you're not in that right, you know, you're, you know, something happens to you and it's really sad. You tend to just kind of get more conservative with all of your decisions and don't take big risks. So I mm-hmm. wonder if – you know, like Andy Reid is, is an amazing offensive mastermind, and I'm not trying to take anything away from him here, but part of me has to wonder if it was the right decision to 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 just, um, you know, to not really realize where he's at. But it's hard to give up a Super Bowl. So, um, but I guess we'll never know. We'll see. We'll see. So, Tom, kind of looking now uh, at the business side of this, um, the NFL was able to have fans at the Super Bowl, but the TV uh, uh, the TV ratings were well under what CBS expected. They only had 91 million people watch. Why do you think that only 91 million people watched this Super Bowl? Um, I don't know, to be honest. It, it, because it was absolutely set up to be a great Super Bowl. Um, I think it, it, perhaps it's, once again, the Chiefs are in it again, which I think the Chiefs are a fairly well-hated team in america outside of the midwest because they are well they are now they are now um they weren't before but they are now and and then the buccaneers nobody wants to see tom brady win again Um. i mean i I feel like don't get me wrong tom brady is the best of all time um all the power to him for winning that many um it just kind of like gets old (laughs) you know yeah um it's when like d gordon hits a home run versus barry bonds you know, it's nothing special when Barry Bonds hits hit another home run. Yeah. You know, um, but also overall, I feel like uh, a lot of I I feel like the NFL once again was another organization that wasn't being as uh, as innovative um, this year, among many others. Um, baseball, for example, uh, I, I feel like the NFL wasn't being very innovative. So mm. when you're expecting higher and higher views, but you're not putting forth the effort yourself. Um, that then you're not you're not gonna get there. Uh, I guess they're expecting everyone's just at home, so of course they're gonna watch the Super Bowl. But also, you took away the less less um 
organizations were advertising at the Super Bowl, and they were giving the money to charity instead, which yeah. is uh, amazing. Yeah, Great for thing. them. Good I thing. think that is so, so, so cool. Um, but, however, there is uh, a downside to that, and that's uh, all those people that watch the Super Bowl for the ads. They maybe. were disappointed this year. The ads this year, the ads this year were not were not great. And honestly, the ones that showed pre that that you know that did testing or whatever, so that they could shoot an ad that didn't have COVID restrictions, those were the ones. Honestly, they just made me like sad. You know, like the Anheuser Busch yeah. one. The Anheuser Busch, like that, just made me sad to to see like you're just able to go into a bar and have a beer, no mask, no distancing. You know, like. I, I want to be able to do that, you know? Yeah. Just to, to not have to and and so it I don't know, it, it made me it didn't make me like it made me sad and it made me like frustrated, you know? Yeah. That we're still in this predicament. Which, you know, obviously like we're 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 getting better and vaccines are coming and everything and so hopefully it's sometime soon, you know, that's gonna it's gonna be over but but I think it just, you know, um I, I, a lot of these ads just missed. They just mm-hmm. missed. And um, not T-Mobile though. No, T-Mobile not T-Mobile. Hit. T-Mobile hit. Okay. Now I want to talk about this. Did you watch the Tom Brady T-Mobile ad? Yes. Okay. So for our viewers or for our listeners, here's here's the background of this ad. So T-Mobile, like three days before, like all the commercial, all the companies that have commercials, they usually release their ads on YouTube. So T-Mobile releases this ad, and it is, um, it's Tom Brady actually. I'm gonna try and just pull this ad up and just play it on the air because because this ad was was actually incredible. Tom, why was this ad so good? Um, it, it took something that's so hilarious. Tom Brady, first of all, Tom Brady and Rob Gronkowski are hilarious people. Um, the the, the two of them combined, really, uh, because they're like best friends. They are polar opposites. It's just funny. Yeah. All right. So I'm gonna play this ad here. And uh, and this is it says one year ago, and it's Tom Brady talking to Rob Gronkowski. Take a listen. Gronk, what up, TB? What do you think my next move should be? Give it to me straight. Maybe it's just time I hang him up. I got one word for you: retirement. If you retire now, you're gonna be walking on soft sand in a week. Just come to Florida and feel the wind in your hair. Retirement is like winning another one. Maybe I'll even join you. On a spotty network, this is what Tom heard. If you retire now, you're soft and weak. Just come to Florida and win another one. Maybe I'll even join you. Just go win another one. Like it's that easy, Gronk. Maybe it is. I still feel like I have a lot to accomplish. My goal is to win one more. And Gronk's coming with me. I'm retired from retiring? Mom, where are my football pants? Don't trust big decisions to just any network. Go with T-Mobile, the GOAT in 5G. And I'm not soft or weak either. T-Mobile is the leader in 5G. Brilliant. Love Absolutely that. Absolutely brilliant. And, and and all of the um I looked up some uh top five like ads after the Super Bowl. You know, a lot of people do rankings. And most people weren't putting T-Mobile on their like top three ads or top five ads. Well, this is the thing, is that this ad actually was so good that Verizon, right, T-Mobile's competitor, Verizon, who is the corporate sponsor of the NFL, they came to the NFL and they said, we are not going to let you show this ad 
in the Super Bowl. Like, we don't want this ad shown. You're going to have to tell them to take it down and, and make another ad because it was that good. Yeah. And, and they did. They had to make another one. And they made one that, honestly, might have been even funnier that had Adam Levine, uh, like, setting up real-life couple Blake Shelton and Gwen Stefani, which was hilarious. So, and they, they basically did the same thing where, like, you know, they, uh, Gwen Stefani mis- or Adam mishears him, you know. So all, all that stuff, like, it's just funny, you know. And the, the, this was honestly probably the best one, I would say, of, of all of them. Um, and it's a shame it didn't even get shown. Oh, yeah, and that, that's the best ad I've seen in years. Yeah. I'll be honest with you. It is. It is timely. It is genius. Um, <laughs> and and I, on the other hand, I do love seeing, like, I feel like uh, in that commercial, just in general, too, like, Gronk is, and uh, Brady are both well-spoken. Yeah. Um, it's, a, it's a great duo to get for a commercial um, because, I mean, obviously Brady is very intelligent. I feel like... Uh, Gronk obviously has had a, a few hits in the head, but um, <laughs> he's a well-spoken dude. He seems like just a cool guy uh, for sure, and I, I feel like it is hard to hate Gronk. Um, and at the back, at the end of the day, uh, even if you didn't want to see Brady win another uh, another Super Bowl, you I feel like you can't be too mad at the Bucks. Yeah, no, you can't be too mad at the butt. What the, I mean, they went on an eight no run. I was writing them off the entire time. I thought every game they played, even the Reds or the I'm sorry, the Washington football team game, I thought that they would, um, I thought that they would lose that game, uh, just because the Bucks were going to be the Bucks, and it didn't happen. They stayed in it. They played as a team. Uh, they played to their strengths. And now, Tom, the the big debate, of course, everyone's talking about this. Is is the goat conversation for the foreseeable future? Is it over? Yeah, absolutely. I think it. I think it's absolutely over. Tom Brady's the goat, and Mahomes will probably get close. But I don't think that anyone. I mean, he won seven rings. He won seven rings, and there's something about taking a team to the championship that no stat can can say. That no yeah. stat can say until Mahomes wins the same amount. I don't think you can even include it in the conversation. And I think it's also amazing that this is mostly, mostly undisputed that Tom Brady is the GOAT. I mean, I'd say basically undisputed. Like, if you asked anybody who the GOAT is in football, it's Tom Brady. Yeah. Like, in baseball, there actually are some disputes about, you know, Hank Aaron, Babe Ruth, um, you know, Barry Bonds. You know, you include all these people, like, who actually might be the GOAT. And in basketball, for example, you're yeah, always yeah. going to have people going back and forth between LeBron James and... Uh, Michael Jordan, and every once in a while, somebody's going to throw Kobe in the mix, who is a great guy, but... Not the GOAT. <laughs> not, not the GOAT. The goat. Um, but an amazing guy. But yeah, I, I feel like, relatively, it's it's understood that Tom Brady is the best football player of all time. Yeah. And I, I feel like right now, you could prob- I mean, you could definitely make a case that like Aaron Donald could be one of the best players of all time. Um, of course, that's so hard to judge between... You know, a defensive end versus a franchise quarterback. I mean, we're comparing apples and oranges here, but yeah, it, it, it is it is like no secret that the quarterback has to be the leader of a team. Of course, of course, and I, and I feel like it, it's only fitting that you you claim that the best football player of all time is a quarterback because they have they do have the most impact on a team. Aaron Donald cannot carry a team. Yeah, uh, Mahomes can try his heart out to carry a team. We just saw you it. Know? You can't carry a team with just a quarterback. That's what he tried to do. You can't and carry a team. Gotta have, with, uh, somebody's got to catch the ball at some point. But on top of that, I mean, the 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 Bucks go on that like you said, eight zero run, right? Yeah, that's leadership. 
I wasn't anything other than leadership. These guys are all professional athletes. None of them got better before, though. You know, it wasn't like nine or I guess ten weeks ago. They were like, oh, hey, let's, you know, try harder. Nobody thought that. They, like, they, they, they were going in. They, they thought they were playing their heart out every day. Tom Brady gets them pumped up, and they play even better. It, it's it's a leadership kind of thing. Uh, leadership um, skills from Tom Brady is a huge reason why the uh, the Buccaneers won that one, um, which I think y- you can't deny. Uh, on top of that, Brady, of course, uh, hardly missed any passes. Yeah. Zero interceptions. Him and, Gronk, him and Gronk were on another level. Oh my goodness, and that's what that's what I love to see. Antonio Brown caught a, a Super Bowl touchdown, which proved that um, that move to work out pretty well. Uh, it was it was very interesting overall. Um, the Buccaneers put together uh, a team that was all over the place, but they pulled it together in the Super Bowl, and I am I am very impressed. Yep, impressive indeed. All right, we're gonna take a quick break here, and we'll be right back with some more Super Bowl talk. Plus, Tom, we haven't even talked about all the news in baseball yet. We've got the re-signing of Yadier Molina that just officially happened yesterday. We've got Trevor Bauer, and we've got Nolan Arenado. Lots to talk about here on Bizball. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Before you get behind the wheel, silence your phone. Or better yet, designate a texter. For more text-free driving tips, visit stoptextstoprex.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration. The station design with the student voice in mind. KCOU-FM. Welcome back, everybody, to Bisball. Matthew Newkirk here with Tom Jameson in the studio this morning. Your time is 9.28 a.m. Central Time. Again, good morning to Columbia on a very snowy day. We're talking Super Bowl. We're going to wrap it up with the future of the Chiefs and the Bucks. Tom, the Chiefs have a lot of decisions to make here in the offseason um, after, after what has happened. So you've got, um, you've got a lot of free agents that are going to be up. For uh, for signing, you're also going to have to figure out uh, what to do with Eric Bieniemy um, since he did not get that coaching job, and that's a whole other conversation. Um, you may see casualties be like Tyron Matthew, um, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire is going to have to get paid at some point. Where does this team go considering they just signed Patrick Mahomes to a mega contract? I would say, I mean, you definitely want to go after Deshaun Watson. Uh, go ahead and get up, a, get a backup QB real quick. Do you think um, Deshaun? Whoa, 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 wait, wait. <laughs> no, 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 that's no, cap. that's cap. Um, I I think draft some O linemen, some some and some guys on defense. I say first round you take an O lineman if there if it's there. Yeah. If not, pretty much take defense all the way. Um. Um, coaching wise, um, I don't know. Do they stand to lose anybody coaching wise? Uh, Eric Bieniemy. His contract will be up, so they'll they'll need to re-sign him or 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 let him go. I, I would love to see them. Re-sign. I mean, personally, he should have been a head coach. I mean, we all yeah. know that, and there there are various factors at play um, with that decision. And I, you know, would certainly hope that it would not solely be based off of 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 the fact that he is a black man. Um, although it certainly seems that way from the outside, considering how many times he's been denied and how qualified he is to be a head coach. But after this, man. 
I don't know. Uh, we'll just have to see what happens with that. But I do think that Eric Bieniemy stays. Um, but that's really it on the coaching end. I mean, Andy Reid's still here, but he's going to retire at some point. Yeah, and it would be nice to have Bieniemy, uh in there, ready to go when uh, when Andy Reid's out. Because um, because now Andy, Andy Reid is uh, he he's the guy that I, I feel like that you want to learn from um, in the NFL right now. If you're if you're trying to become a coach. Um, where before it was, uh, um, what's his name? The the guy that Brady carried to Super Bowls can't even remember his name now. Oh yeah, he's yeah. So irrelevant. Uh, um, he's the coach of the Titans, Grable, or or Vrabel, Mike Vrabel. <laughs> I think. I don't um, know, man. No, so it's, it's early. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, yeah. Um. Uh, I th- I think the uh, the future of the for the, the for the Chiefs the Chiefs okay if, if they lost Tyron Matthew Matthew um, it would it would suck for them for sure but I feel like they could act they have like some space to lose that they are still they still should be the best team in the NFL especially yep. and they're still they're the favorites injured. still the favorites to win they're, they're still the favorites to win um, do what you can to sign him for sure uh, I I don't think that. They, they, the Chiefs are in any position to uh, lose enough to where they will no longer be the Super Bowl favorite starting the season. Yeah, I agree. Now for the Bucks, um, I think that the, uh, you know, Tom Brady's getting old. I don't know how many more times we're gonna have to say it, but Tom Brady is getting old, and it, you know, it, he can't play forever. Um, but I, I don't, I don't think you can ever count him out. Um, as long as Tom Brady's on the team, I don't think it doesn't matter what their record is until they're eliminated from the playoffs. You can't count them out. Um, that is what we have learned from this. And they're going to have most of the same pieces coming back. I believe I, I'm not sure that anybody's contract really is, is up. They're going to have to fortify, um, some more weapons on offense. They're going to have to give Tom Brady some more options and who knows if Antonio Brown will still be, um, you know, uh, <laughs> able to play pro football come, uh, come next next time around so we're just gonna have to see with them but again don't count the bucks out you never know you never know all right tom let's move on to to baseball and i'm gonna start with your boy trevor bauer finally made his decision uh and before we talk about it i just got to take a second to acknowledge this video that trevor bauer put out to um to announce where his uh location is going to be and so I'm going to play a little bit of the video, not the whole thing because it's kind of long, but I'm going to play a little bit of it. It was so, like, you guys should see the production on this thing. Like, it was crazy how, like, professionally produced it was. Um, but it kind of details his story and why he's going where he's going. And then, Tom, I'm going to get your opinion, and I'll, I'll share mine about whether or not you think this is a good thing or bad thing for players to do. So here's the video. It's called My New Home with three exclamation points, which is a lot of exclamation points. This uniform is special. It's more than a jersey, a pair of pants, socks, and a glove. It makes you feel something. It's passion, it's pain, it's history, heartbreak, and hope. It's the wide-eyed wonder of walking into a big league stadium for your first game. The static on an old radio pressed against your ear in the bottom of the ninth. The scratchy throat after an intense playoff game, and the desire to do it again immediately. For me, 
It's 25 seasons of baseball sewn into every thread. Every success perfectly woven together with its corresponding failure. It's the feeling of wanting to give up etched into a number on my back. Come April, what matters is this team, this group of players, this group of fans, and the name across our chests. This season is about making sure history remembers us as we wish to be remembered. This season is about adding to our legacy. And I can't wait, Dodger fans. Slow clap. Man, when, when Trevor Bauer craps out of the Dodgers organization in two years, he's going to make a wonderful actor. Someone sign this man to commercial right now. Because <laughs> yeah. that voice, voicing over, it's like, and this is now where I need to go. He says buzzwords. Hulu has live sports. He just, <laughs> <laughs> he just says buzzwords for two minutes, and he goes, so what's up, Dodger fans? It says he wrote that cap, absolute cap. Someone, someone ghost wrote that, probably like, I don't know. Amanda Gorman probably wrote that. <laughs> I bet he wrote one thing and then sent it to an editor and they just rewrote it. Yeah. <laughs> no, there's... Okay, so the thing is... <sighs> okay. Overall... Okay, okay, I'm done. MLB players making their own announcements. I think, really cool idea that we should explore more. Yeah. I would love to see more, like, press conferences. Um, may, Maybe more, like, they have three hats in front of them and they put on a hat like it is in a, for college commits. Yeah. I, I think there could be more stuff like that that would be really cool. Because I feel like right now, um, baseball players aren't respected. Like, they don't baseball players in free agency and stuff like that, they do not have the kind of power that NBA players have. Yeah. well, They do not. Yeah, so it's interesting you bring that up because you and I got a text as soon as this happened from our friend Owen. And Owen, all he did was he just sent a picture of Kevin Durant holding up a Warriors jersey. And that yeah. was all you needed to know. And this is, this is the equivalent of that. The Dodgers just won. Like, they are the best team in, in baseball. Everyone knows it. They don't really need any more weapons to still, like, they're, they're still the favorites. They were the favorites. Now they're even more the favorites. But it's basically, uh, you know, done and dusted at this point that the Dodgers are heavy favorites to win the World Series next year because right. of this. I mean, their rotation next year is it's, it's insane. They just got a Cy Young player. It's insane what is going to what their rotation is going to look like next year. And this this is the equivalent of baseball players saying, you know what, I'm going to go where the money is, and I'm going to go where the championships are. Trevor Bauer wants to win a championship. He's not going to be able to do that in Cleveland. And he's probably, you know, he's risking it in New York. He's risking it in Toronto. He's risking it in Philadelphia. He's risking it in all these places. So why not? You know, that's that's that that is the attitude right now. And, you know, you can agree or disagree with it, but that's the way it is. And the, the MLB players are going to start figuring it out that they can go where they want and form a super team wherever they want. Yeah, um, I feel like I, I feel like NBA players, I, I feel like it's more like NBA players versus agents. When you yeah. look at in, like NBA or in MLB players and their agents in the NBA when LeBron said he wanted to go to Los Angeles, that was LeBron's decision. And nobody is going to question that. Nobody's going to be like, no, LeBron wanted to go here. And his agent said, no, you can't do that because yeah. I own the rights to you as a person. 
I feel like sometimes in the the MLB, it's mostly just agents doing work. Yeah, I that and that's and that's sad because I feel like I just feel like that because baseball players aren't as vocal. Um, when when big players sign, um, you know, when Kevin Durant went to the Nets and uh, Tyree did as well. I that was that was their own that was on their own accord. They took the two of them talked that out as as people as friends uh it's not like yeah i'll have your agent give mine a call um it i feel like in the nba it's nba players deciding where they want to go for their for their own reasons yeah and i feel like in the mlb it's not always like that um perhaps because uh bauer signed a massive contract yeah he did apparently the mets offered him more yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if they did. So, on one hand, this makes me sad because I didn't like that video, and now Bauer's not even going to be, like, the best pitcher in that rotation. Um, I feel like he's going to be number two. When, when you have that many great names in the rotation, somebody's going to have a better year than Bauer. I mean, Clayton Kershaw is Clayton Kershaw, and yeah. he did actually show up for this playoffs he did and you also have walker bueller still and julio arias yeah walker bueller is a number three in the rotation who'd have thought who'd have thought that i, I think bauer could be the number three in this rotation oh i Imagine, don't know no 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 depending no, on what no, kind no, of no, no, no i think because i think bueller and urias like later on in, in the year once you get to like playoffs i think that um if bauer doesn't have a show out year one of these other guys will. Yeah. Because Kershaw's still going to be the number one. Either Bueller or Urias is going to go off the charts this season. Because they're, yeah. they're they're developing rapidly. They're due. They're due. And unless Bauer has another Cy Young caliber season, he's not going to be number two in the rotation. He'll be number three. <laughs> and even if he does have a Cy Young caliber season, he probably won't be their go-to pitcher. <laughs> Which is absolutely crazy to think of. Yeah. Because, I mean, it's, it's the Dodgers. They're going to go with Clayton Kershaw in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. They're, they're going to pitch Clayton Kershaw. Yeah. that I mean, that's their man. You know, that's that's their guy. So you, you can't really take that away from them. Um, but, yeah, so now looking, I mean, I think the people that are most sad about this, Padres fans. Because there is yeah. no chance. I mean, unless unless the Dodgers like fall apart, the Dodgers will be your your NL West champions. Padres will be forced to beat them in the playoffs. And man, oh man, is that going to be fun to watch? But the NL West, the NL West is quickly like the Giants aren't great right now, but the Diamondbacks played a pretty good you know pr- played a pretty good year, and the Rockies are always a threat. Although without Arenado, I don't know uh, which which is our next topic, but. Um, yeah, what do you what do you make of this for the for the San Diego Padres, which is like the funnest team to watch in the MLB right now? Yeah, it's it's interesting. I mean, like you said, first of all, the divisions. I love that division. It's stacked because yeah. the other three teams that you mentioned: the Diamondbacks, Rockies, and the Giants. The Giants are on the up and up again. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're I feel like they're all like kind of in this rebuilding phase, but they're not like terrible. Yeah, you know, it. No, none of the times like. Uh, the Dodgers can go off for a 110-game win season mm-hmm. and um, earn every single one of those because those teams are not easy wins. 
you don't just expect to go in there, pitch a triple A pitcher, and steamroll them. Yeah. You know, it's not like the Royals. <laughs> um, hey. Like, like, they're legitimate teams. Yeah. Um, now I think that's super fun. Uh, it's It does suck for the Padres, but at the end of the day, I think that anything can happen in baseball. Yeah, that's true. And it matters who gets hot. Um, I don't know. I don't know if Trevor Bauer is going to be hot for the postseason. If he is, yeah, they're going to win. They're, the Dodgers are going to win. There's, there's no way that they don't. Yeah. If you have Kershaw and Bauer both super hot in the postseason, and everybody be even just playing okay, all their other pitchers, they're going to win. Yeah, just because you're going to have every single starting pitcher pitching seven innings letting up no more than one or two runs. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I'll just say it now. I'll just say it now. Get ready to stay up late. If you want to watch some good baseball, you're going to have to stay up late for those 9 p.m. slots. But boy, oh, boy, those going to be lucrative. <sighs> All right, that's enough of that. Uh, let's move on to uh, Nolan Arenado. And, and Tom, you got to be happy about this one. You're a Cardinals fan. The Cardinals did it. They spent the money. They went out and got him. What What's next for St. Louis? Okay, first of all, I'd just like to say that I feel like the Cardinal front office. They did this in 2011, too. They just kind of sit around for a little while while nothing happens. And they just sign some people, and they're like, yeah, let's go win a championship. Why not? You know, I just woke up today feeling uh, feeling frisky. Like, you know, I was on edge. Let's go do something. <laughs> it was just, it just kind of like every time they do something, it's, it's huge and, like, totally random. I did not expect them to actually get Arenado. Nope. I thought that this was a joke for, like, over a year. Like, um, you know, somebody's just trying to keep their job, and they're like, "Oh yeah, what are you doing today, Dave? Oh, I'm, I'm trying to, I'm trying to get Nolan Arenado." And they go, "Oh, good luck with that." Um, but no, and then, and then we actually got him for nothing. Gomber is a great pitcher. I hate to see him go, but he's not a Nolan Arenado. He is <laughs> yeah, not. I don't care. We, you know what? We don't care. We don't care. <laughs> I think I think Gomber will be will develop into a better and better pitcher. Um, I hope the best for him. I I am a huge fan of Aaron Gomber. Yeah. Um, but he's gonna be all right. He's gonna be all right. He's gonna be all right. And we're gonna be a bit more tonight <laughs> um, because we now have the Cardinals have one of the better infielders in baseball. You have Tommy Edmond now moving to second to. Um, Replace the loss of Colton Wong, which, once again, I, I was sad to see him go. I was really sad to see him go to the Brewers because now we have to play him all the time. Um, yeah, that's true. But it's it's okay because he's not that great at hitting. So um, <laughs> so how many wins can the Cardinals feasibly get next year? I think the Cardinals could be looking at a 100-win season. Whoa! Assuming. Whoa! Let's put it on the record. Whoa! They I could was, be looking. I thought you were going to say like season. ninety. I thought you were going to say ninety or something like that. I mean, you got to look at the state of the NL. You got to look at the state of the NL Central. The Pirates, nah. The but Reds. That, that's why I think nah. hundred is feasible. The Brewers, nah. The Cubs, they aight, but nah. they ain't great this year. I, They're not I as good like, as they were. I feel like in the regular season, especially because you're, you're you're hoping that um some more. Uh, Cardinals pitching steps up as well, you yeah, know. Yeah. Uh, Jack Flaherty, for example, I expect Jack Flaherty to have a big season. I think he's been improving, improving, and I think it's time. Uh, Gallegos, Jordan Hicks will be back. Um, Carlos Martinez for sure. Uh, maybe 
uh, Andrew Miller will turn it around. Yeah. I feel like I feel like there's going to be a lot of uh, positive energy pumping into that dugout. They don't need air conditioning. It's just positive energy fans just yeah. blowing right on in. I feel like everybody's going to hop on this Cardinal bandwagon because once – I mean, they got Nolan Arenado. Yeah. Now they have the best third base, first base duo in the game. Yep. You got – Yachty for another year. You got Wayno for another. Uh, Yachty for another year. Wayno for another two years or something. I forget what exactly what they signed, which I am so happy about. Um, I was worried that they were gonna man. If if you wouldn't dish out Yachty or Molina a one year nine million dollar contract to just keep him around, please him and know that he's gonna be a lifelong Cardinal. Hopefully he'll be a coach. My goodness, like <laughs> Yachty I w- is a coach. Yachty is a hitting coach. Amazing. Amazing. That's such a good idea. Don't even give him a position. Just throw him in the bullpen and have him talk to people. Yeah. Do you know how much better our team would be? <laughs> Yachty just needs to be a coach. And I, yeah. and I want that so badly. But I also know that Yachty Ermolina is a great dude. He has a lot of other projects. And uh, I don't know if he'll be uh, – I, I doubt he'll be coaching for the rest of his life. There's Not not with the Cardinals organization. He, de- I, I he, deserves, like gonna... he deserves to have a break. Yeah. And I, I'll um, say that. But then you have you're looking in the outfield. First of all, Dylan Carlson is mm. gonna go off this season. He's gonna bat at least two seventy. It's gonna be insane. Um, and then I f- I feel like you have some mix of Harrison Bader, Tyler O'Neill, and Lane Thomas, who I, I think Lane Thomas is gonna get some hits too. Uh, I I feel like this is gonna be a for once high powered offense. Yeah, I mean, and 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 I, I would say Bush. I mean, Bush Stadium's a hitter's park, and yeah, there's gonna be a lot of home runs hit. I just hope this is my one hope. I hope there's fans there to catch him. That that is, if if baseball if if they cannot get this figured out, and I mean, I, there I I firmly believe that there's a way to do fans safely. We've seen it before. We saw it in the World Series, and so I just really really hope that especially in cities like Kansas City and St. Louis that have successfully hosted events with fans. You know, the, the Blues are going to have fans. Yeah. The the Chiefs have, have been having fans all year, and there haven't really been that many issues with it. Um, and as vaccines become available and people start getting vaccinated and the cases are continuing to go down, all of this stuff, it just, man, it would be nice. It would be nice to have them back in the stands and re-energize because baseball – I mean, watching last year, it's just not the same without live fans, and you cannot make up for that. And there's nothing like going to a baseball game in the Midwest or in place and just sitting down, having a hot dog and watching. And, and I overall, really, really want that. Yeah. Yeah, overall, I, I feel like everyone wants that. I feel like that would absolutely say something about the state of the MLB. Yeah. Because the MLB, we've talked about this before, the MLB is on a decline. Yeah. The MLB, I feel like they're not going to do – anything innovative that they can i mean like an nba game they've adapted really well a lot of them still aren't allowing a ton of fans mm-hmm. um but they're still getting the tv reviews uh there, there's there's the tv views and stuff they're still being very innovative all the time all you see nba 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 yeah. on the news um and there's a reason for that they're on the up and up and once there are fans again i think that NBA is absolutely going to have sellout crowds. Yeah, but uh, the uh, b- I mean baseball, if they can't get their act together, I don't think once fans are able to go again, 
you'll have a first few days of everyone's just trying to get in there, trying to go to see a game for cheap. Um, after that, though, I, I, I think I don't think you're going to be able to sell out crowds too easily. Yeah, there's unless, just you know man. Dodgers. <laughs> yeah, the Dodgers. You, well, I don't know if LA is going to be allowing fans anytime soon. Situation's yeah. still bad there, but um, yeah, I. I <laughs> It's just it's baseball is the soundtrack of the summer for a lot of people, yeah. um, and it's really tough. Um, you know, a lot of people really want that something I missed last summer, um, and so if it's safe, I think they absolutely need to be forward thinking and and try and get that done because I mean the MLB is in debt. We've talked about it. The MLB needs to generate some revenue, raise some money very quickly here, and uh, and that's going to be the way to go about it is to have. Uh, fans in the stands try and re-energize things you get more merchandise you get more sales um, you know really try to just push push the limits where where as long as it's safe um, you try and do it I think that is that is the that's the goal um, and really lean on uh, on the teams that are able to do it the, the, the only reason that there's any M- in, in MLB fans at all is because they're you know they as, affect the game they do kid, affect the game the, the only reason there's MLB fans is because kids went to mlb parks yeah and had a great time and then like for example i, I was going to cardinals games when i was really young so i'm always going to be a cardinal fan yeah and when i'm older hopefully i'm able to take my kids to cardinal games and it's just, it's just that kind of uh you you pass down uh being a fan of baseball because baseball's not as interesting as to watch as the other sports you yeah can get into basketball because it's so high powered it's so interesting to watch watch lebron in the playoffs Hockey is so fast-paced. Soccer is fast-paced. I can see how people can get into that without their parents being fans. But I, I feel like you really have to go to baseball games to be then be a fan of baseball and want to watch it on TV. Yeah. And if you can't go to – if you new people can't go to baseball games and then get into the sport – You're missing out on a whole generation. Yeah, is, and I, I hope that halfway through the summer, um, hopefully by July – is is my uh, that they'll be able to really put fifty percent something like that fifty percent fifty percent would be amazing especially I mean if you're if you're vaccinated go for it yeah um yeah no I was just gonna say I I totally agree with that I mean I fell in love with baseball not because I watched it on TV but because I actually went to Royals games yeah and like my sister didn't like it my mom I mean my mom even like she doesn't like sports that much but. She took me to the 2014 ALDS um, when the Royals were playing the Angels, and that was a really like special moment that I'm always going to remember. Um, plus, my dad just taking me to games. You know, it's there's nothing there's nothing like it. Well, that wraps up a somewhat sentimental ending to to Bizball today. But oh yeah, stay tuned. Uh, we'll be back next week. Tampa Bay wins the Super Bowl. Cardinals on the up and up. We'll see you next time.